Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Pagans Tonight Radio, the voice of the pagan world, featuring the man with all the questions that some don't want you to hear. Called the most dangerous person you will ever listen to, the ever-curious digital pioneer, Ed the Pagan. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at in the world today. I want to thank you for joining me tonight on this great evening of radio. Uh, such an odd little thing, uh, how sometimes things will work and not work, and today, thank you. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking with Mary Hawk about Pagan Pride, Nashville, and uh, also a lot of other things. So she's a very interesting person, so we're going to bring her on shortly. And um, let me go ahead and get into some news really quick. The uh, I want to thank Wild Hunt for covering our return back to the air of Pagan Tonight Radio. And uh, we appreciate that. Uh, if you don't know what the Wild Hunt is, it's a long-term mag- uh, blog that has been done every day uh, for years, since 2004. Uh, so that's terrific. Uh, one of the things up, uh, please feel free. If you want to give us a contact, you can always give us contacts at, uh, around anywhere. So without further ado, I am going to... On Mary, see if she's here. And there we go. Hi, Mary. Are you here? Hi, Ed. Yes, I am. Oh, good. Um, I sometimes technology works, and sometimes it doesn't. But today, uh, it works well. Uh, hi, Mary. I hope that you are. Um, wonder what that sound is, huh? So we want I want to welcome you uh, to Pegasus Night Radio, and uh, I guess this is the first time I've actually talked to you on the air. I know you pretty well, but I don't know that I've talked to you previously when I ever did the last run. Um, uh, I actually appeared on a different show, but I've never been on your show. Oh, okay. Well, that's terrific. Um, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and get, go ahead and get, get started on this. Um, so first of all, you have you are involved with a lot of different things, and one of the things you're involved with is pagan pride. Can you tell us a little bit about yes. your upcoming event? Well, Nashville Pagan Pride Day will be Saturday, October the second. We are coming to you virtually over Zoom, thanks to Ed and CEM Broadcasting. We'll be running from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time. You can find us on the web at nationalpaganpride.net. And 
We have got a great lineup of speakers for you. We have Oberon Zell, and he is going to be presenting to us. Uh, one second. The yeah, I saw us. Go ahead, Ed. No, go right ahead. What were you going to say? I would say Oberon again. He's always a pleasure to hear. He is. We were fortunate to have him last year, and that is the magic of doing an online event. Mm -hmm. He is on the West Coast, and we're in Nashville. We've got Nashville's own Tish Owen doing spells and how to create them. And we have Reverend Don Lewis, who will be talking about the Infinite Tarot deck and doing readings. Nashville's own Papa G is going to be exploring the Lenormand deck, and he has a book coming out on that soon. Lawrence Lerner is going to be talking about many faiths, one world, coming out as a pagan. And this is going to be an interactive workshop. Uh, Reverend Ravenwolf Greenfield will be talking about mediumship during a pandemic. And then you're going to be presenting about Pagan World for us. I, I, I am. Also, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we're looking forward to having you do that. We've got Entertainment by Willis Garou and Krista Chapman. And we've got Readings by Reverend Raven Wolf, Reverend Don Lewis, and Fluffy, who is a very talented reader. So I hope everyone you had Don. by. Yeah, I heard that Don was going to be uh -huh. reading. That's, pretty, that's kind of odd and unusual. He rarely reads, but he is bracing us with his presence. He was joking that this would be his one time a year reading. So if you would like a reading from Reverend Don Lewis, join us, and he will be doing readings for about an hour. All right. Somewhere between 2 and 3 p.m. We'll have our schedule up on the website shortly. Well, that's good to have. I mean, so that's a, that's a good arrangement. It um, is. It is. So, okay. So, let's go on a step further. What is, so people who are listening, what is Pig and Pride? There's a lot of Pig and Pride events coming up. There are. Pig and Pride is essentially a way to introduce paganism to people who don't know anything about it. Ideally, it's held in a public location like a park so we can catch just foot traffic, people who see some sort of festival going on and come by and find out a little bit about us. And so the idea is to present paganism as it is and, hey, 
where your next door neighbors, where your coworkers, where your friends, and we're not doing what you've seen in internally too many movies that tend to portray pagans and paganism in a very unfortunate light. And so you've been so we just, hosting it. So you've been hosting it in Nashville, Tennessee, which I think people, a lot of people, think of as the uh, Bible Belt, part of the Bible Belt. Not quite the buckle, but kind of deep into it. Oh, we could be considered the buckle of the Bible Belt. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lucy Jamison and I have been the coordinators since 2012. And we have been running it uh, first at the local Unitarian Universalist Church, and then we got a bit too big for the grounds there, and we moved out to the, a local park. And we have had as many as 1,500 people come out. Of course, we've had to go virtual the last two years because of the pandemic, but we are hoping to be back out at the park next year. I I, I do understand that because I've had actually uh, an event that I was going to do in October just recently cancel on me um, in October, which was the National Association of Broadcasters canceled. And so events are still, you know, you would think, some people think that events are getting back to normal, and others are saying, you know, that it is still a problem. So, uh, so it's really hard. So it's really hard to make that judgment call. So I think that being virtual um, continues uh, to be important for people. And it so that you know, do so. Go ahead. I was going to say, and last year we discovered that we had several people attending virtually who were sharing with us they were no longer up to attending a physical event. So we intend to keep up having some form of a virtual component even when we do get back to Two Rivers Park next year. I think that's going to be true for a lot of things. I think this is changing. Well, and then, and then and where it is that uh, talking about? Well, today, folks, I'm still knocking that rust off, aren't I? I can hear it in my voice. It, it's very interesting. People have been very supportive of uh, coming back to it. And I've been away from radio so long, but I do hear the albums. So bear with me, folks. I know some of you are irritated. But it, I'll get the, the right back out of my voice. It, 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 it's a little bit like riding a bicycle. They said, oh, it's just like riding a bicycle. Yeah, they don't tell you how skinny your knees will be at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that first couple of days. So, okay, so you've been doing, not only have you done this sort of thing, but you've been working this year on the virtual circle. You've been doing rituals online with, um, with the system for quite some time now. Yes, I have. I have been doing the virtual circle with Reverend Pam Maxwell Griffin. We have been, we had committed to start in February and do 
the Sabbaths, the full moons, and the new moons. As a matter of fact, shameless plug, we are doing Maven tomorrow night over Zoom. You can find us on Facebook at the Virtual Circle Pagan World if you would like to join us. And our format is relatively simple. Lady Pam has a marvelous altar she's designed to do online rituals. So she does the physical part, and we read the ritual together. It's been very successful. I was when we started it, I was wondering how well it would work out, especially over the long term. And I've been really pleased at the number of regular people we have had coming time over time and who are really considering uh, this is where they're coming for their rituals and their spirituality. I just got a message from someone who can't make it tomorrow night apologizing for it. That's so, interesting. Um, that they, that's interesting that they feel like they would need to apologize for that. It is, um, but it it is feeling very much like any other ritual circle or coven I've been a part of where when there's a scheduled ritual and someone just got told you have to work tomorrow night, they feel like they've got to make an apology for not being there. And I can understand that. There's a lot of people who would basically, it does kind of feel like, this is one of the things I do believe is happening. We, we does feel like entering these spaces are real spaces. And I think people don't really understand that sometimes. And it is, you can definitely create liminal space online. And I was surprised the first time I attended a virtual ritual and I felt it. I really was the first, because I was skeptical myself and I was really surprised that, yes, I feel it. I am in ritual space. And go ahead. I was just going to say so when we were offered the opportunity I was happy to do it since you know, for so many of us it's just not possible to get together right now. And the other interesting thing is how widely spread our regulars are. We have people from the West Coast to the East Coast who are coming. And and that's been another thing. So so you're able to form this space that may we consider uh, ritual space, and it's, it's between the worlds. It's literally between, at least between the cities uh, across the world, and that you do do this. And they, they're relatively short, and uh, people can see them broadcast. You also then broadcast them live onto YouTube and to uh, Facebook pages. 
Yes, they and, and they are recorded, so they're there. The other piece being, like, the person who contacted me earlier, while she can't do it live with us, she can go find mm-hmm. it later, view it, and do it herself with us when she has time. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, an essential thing. So the virtual circle, and you can see it out on... Um your Facebook page, and also YouTube, Magic TV, as well as Spaces. But we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be playing a song called by Bell Book and Canto, Mary Maven. Take a drink. Conversation intro. Have a seat. Take a pencil. Oh, I just did it. I didn't spit. I almost. I, I, I didn't, though. That's the important part. There was no excess water from my seat to the speaker. But we did do a great job of spelling. When does this start? <laughs> <laughs> start yet. Almost. almost ready. Not yet. Boom, 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 boom. Come now, the sea to the full of the harvest. Come now, the sign to the ripening bloom. Come now, the earth lifts out to the far west.
that was Bell Book and Canto with Mary Maven. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you're going to have a good Mary that to it all. And uh, one of that is that people who are helping us sponsor, I will be ad- adding sponsors to Pagan Night Radio, which, you know, we through the Pagan World Project. So I'm so excited about that, that fact. And, uh, and here's one of our sponsors right now. Pagans Tonight Radio is sponsored by WitchSchool.com. Your anyone, anywhere, anytime online magical education. And uh, so you can just check it out, 35 free classes. It's a basically, they just served their 20th anniversary. Um, we're so excited that they're able to do that. So I'm, I'm back here with Mary Hawk, you know, well known. She's a pagan, she's an organizer, she's a priestess, and she serves in many capacities. And one of the capacities I think that people would like to understand that she serves in is is a pretty rare one in the pagan community. I think it's there's people doing it. It's called uh, prison ministries. Can you tell us a little bit about that? All right. Well, I came, became involved with this because I'm also a member of the First Unitarian Universalist Church here in Nashville and the Covenant of Unitarian Universalist Pagans organization there, the Sanctuary of Light. One of the other priestesses there, Lady Alia, has been doing it for some time. And I, after hearing her speak about it, I just felt called to start going into the Tennessee prison for women with her. Uh, we have not been able to do that in some time because of COVID, but they are beginning to lift restrictions on people coming in. So I'm hoping we'll be able to go back. It is a difficult ministry. They're actually but we do have pagan brothers and sisters who are incarcerated, and it is important to give them a chance to speak with a priest or priestess and to get together and do ritual. So before the pandemic, I was going to the Tennessee Prison for Women two Sundays a month. And we would do ritual and do classes on different pagan topics. And, and so, sometimes Lady Alia and I would trade out on that. And so you would go into women's prisons, not not a men's prison. The for me the issue with the group that met at the men's prison here met at a time when I was working. Lady Alia went with them because she's retired, but I wasn't able to go. And she also went to a prison uh, in another part of the state, which again, since I am not retired, I cannot necessarily go to different parts of the state to attend weekday services. So I'm a little hindered that way at the moment. Oh, I didn't think that that was not the answer I was expecting for some reason. Um, So so 
this idea of, of prison ministry, I, I mean, a lot of people, uh, early on in the Carolina tradition, we were, we were approached a lot about prison ministries. And as a whole, we kind of, we left it to very, uh, the late Wendy LaJoy, the beloved, beloved passage, did, did some prison ministry. We've had a few people, but one of the things I think that's so difficult for people to understand is they need to get training. I remember when Patrick McCollum was going through his process. Uh, we covered it here on Pegasus Tonight Radio. We actually uh, was talking about when he decided not to take his case up to the Supreme Court, and he went through a number of other sh- uh, methods to get in California prison ministry. Is it difficult to do it in Tennessee? Is it is it something that being pagan that they you know work against? Uh, well, the biggest thing is someone has to request it in order for us to go into a given prison. Is that someone has to go to the chaplain there and say, "I am wicked. I am pagan." and I am requesting clergy of my own faith. And people are not always willing to do that here in the Bible Belt. Oh, I would think they could because, be very, I could see that. Because, well, they absolutely have a legal right to practice their faith. It can be hard in the prison system to do so because of existing prejudice, you know, just among the other prisoners. I would I can so you you would have to act as an advocate as much as you are as a minister, are you? For them? Or is it just well, service to them? We go in and do the services, but we are not, as prison, as volunteers, that is not our role. Okay. So your role is to provide the religious services and comfort and, and those things that a minister normally provides their flock. If, right. If we, since we're talking about Yes, and we have been doing a letter-writing ministry because of COVID, where we are writing to them once or twice a month right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And hoping to get back in-person services shortly. So that has affected with COVID as well. COVID has affected that as well, keeping you out of the uh, the Mm -hmm. prison. It has, for quite a while, all in-person volunteering activities were suspended. So, okay. Not just religious, but any prison volunteering. So, so yeah, I can understand. They, I, I mean, they're in a very confined area, and they, they need probably protected because I would believe that prison... I don't know. At one time, I think because uh, when people think of prisons, they always think of these sort of very dark places. It's, it's been trained into, I think, our psyche that prison is a very dark and very dangerous place. And I guess in the time of COVID, that they're basically not able to get away from it. But I, you know, 
they would have contact with it. So I could understand that. It's going to be kind of scary. I mean, I would think it would be kind of scary to go into a prison. Well, as an empath, I have to go in well shielded, number one. And anytime anyone has expressed interest in prison ministry, that's always my first question. How much of an empath are you and how good are your shields? Because if you can't shield well, you can't do this. the other, I mean, the first time I went in with Lady Alia and I heard the first set of gates clang behind me, that was very disconcerting. I am used to it now, and the two prisons I've been in don't really look like your stock TV prison. They're open green areas that we walk through to get to the rooms where we are meeting with the women. I'm not allowed in the cell block, so I can't speak to those. We have met in libraries or in chapels or in classrooms. Okay, so so more of an institutional building. It is institutional. It is surrounded by barbed wire. And you do go through series of gates that open and close and clang. Wow. And so but, that is a, So it's and it's interesting. I mean and more people so if you guys out there are doing pagan uh if you're doing pagan ministry in prisons, and you want to talk about it some more, you should get, you should contact me at edthepagan at gmail dot com or wherever whatever platform you're at. You can find me at edthepagan. Uh, always people always surprised me you can do that, but yes, that's the way the internet is today. Uh, edthepagan at gmail. Contact me if you want to talk about more about uh, pagan ministry. I think that's an interesting uh, in depth thing. We can talk about more of it. But you're in Nashville, so when people think of Nashville, they think of ultimately country music. Uh, I know that that's a big thing about the idea that Nashville is a music city. Does that tend to be true? True for pagans out there? Do you guys? Do you guys tend to be more be musical um, out there? Well. I don't know if we're any more musical here than any other, than pagans anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's a good question. I can, let's see. Off so, the top uh, of my head, I can't think of any pagan musicians who are in Nashville right now. I would love to see some some of those things put the some of our pagan music put to uh, country music. That would be interesting. I know we already have rappers coming out. I know we've had for a very long time folk music. We've had uh, silk music. We've had uh, with Godsmack the rock and roll music that some of it's been put to. Uh, Indigo Prophets did a really good job putting it to a kind of modern beat. But I have not yet heard. Uh, we all come to the goddess with a, uh, a country a country accent. 
So, folks out there, there's a challenge for you musicians. You, you can tell me if there's anything out there quite like that. I am not uh, aware of any pagan country music. Quite a bit has a folk feel, and of course, mm-hmm. the roots of modern country music are in folk music. Mm-hmm. So you could draw a parallel there. Yeah, it's very fascinating to me about where our music's coming from. And when you think of Nashville, I've been through Nashville. Actually, when I, as people know, I'm a big bus traveler. I don't fly often. I do fly. It's not because I'm afraid of flying. I do enjoy buses. I enjoy transporting uh, across countryside uh, for various reasons. Nashville is one of the big stops I stop at. Uh, Almost every bus comes through Nashville for some reason that I travel with. And uh, it, it's interesting uh, to to enter into that city and, and this sort of like, uh, you can't get too far from the station only because of the fact, you know, when you're transferring buses. But it's one of the places I want to spend more time at because it looks like a very interesting city. And it does seem like, so can you tell us a little bit about the pagan community there? Is it is it an active one? I know COVID's really kind of stomped on everything, but... Do you consider it an active community? I mean, you have, you have, I think this show one's out in that area. Uh, you have a number of people out in that area, don't you? We do have a number of people. We would love to have you come and visit with us. Uh, we've got Tish Owen, and, of course, she runs the Pagan Unity Festival not far from here. Uh, mm-hmm. We have several groups here. We've got... Uh, several active metaphysical shops here and I would say before COVID we had quite a few activities going on that have been unfortunately shut down we were regularly meeting for a pagan Nashville Pagan Collective where we were just meeting up for socializing and we were looking at starting some open rituals which I would like to do again but we'll have to wait till it's a little safer but we do have a big community here and it's mm-hmm. very diverse in terms of we've got a lot of women like myself, I'm Corellian. Tish Owen is a different strain of women. We've got quite a few root workers. We have quite a few even. So we do have a very interesting, diverse community here. And well, we do like to get together and do things when it is safe to do so. And that makes sense. And then hopefully that'll be soon. Um, for those, uh, for those, just as a side note, uh, for those of you going to Salem, as people know, I was originally planning to go to Salem for October. I do not think that's going to happen. Uh, check out what's happening in Salem right now before you make that decision. Um, it has been it's been a very surprising year. Can you tell us a little bit more about your own personal practices? You know, people always ask, you know, you, you do a lot of leadership, and leadership is a responsibility, not a reward, people. 
I'm dealing with that as well. As, as next week, we're going to be covering uh, the youth of our community, some of the young leaders under 40 who are emerging out as powerful voices out there today. And so can you tell us a little bit about your practices? Uh, my personal spiritual practice, well, that starts out with a morning meditation getting my chakras in order for the day. Um, sometimes reciting the Corellian Peace Prayer. I should probably do it every day, although I don't. I then light candles and incense to my patron deities on my altar. That is what I do in the morning. I'm burning candles currently for the health of my family. My, uh, well, I'm fortunate to work from home. There are members of my family who are going out to work, and my grandchildren are going out to school and all this, so I'm very concerned about them. And so that is my daily practice, plus sitting down and meditating some in the evening about whatever seems to be on my mind. And my spiritual practice tends to be quiet and not something very many people see, I guess unless I am leading ritual. Okay. And so, and, and, and I will just ritual. add, it's now thundering here. So I don't Is think it? you'll lose me, but you might. So it has been, uh, that's very interesting. So tomorrow night you're doing the virtual circle, so check that out uh, so you can see it and see some of those practices uh, Pagan Pride is what is Pagan Pride is October 2nd right Saturday October 2nd we will be on from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time and we will be by Zoom all day so is stop by and check us out even if you can't hang out all day drop in when you can Come on by and get a spell. It's it's a very interesting way of phrasing it. Um, Well, I am a Southern witch. Yeah. I've been been listening to a lot lately, see to the great show Bewitched, uh, the infamous one. And they use that line occasionally. I've been listening to a lot of The Witch lately, so it's very interesting. Uh, For those who don't know, I'd I'd love to do a show on that sometime, but that's another story. So let me go ahead and get... That would be an interesting show. It is. I'm a big fan of The Witch, and a lot of people see it differently in different ways, but I always tell people it starts out where Samantha and Darren have gotten married. She's hidden her power, her authority in the world. And the show starts out black and white with her with her being very much the idea of a modern wife and this gimmick of it being that she's a witch. 
and she has to hide that. So by the very end of it, it's in full Technicolor, and she's Queen of the Witches out of Salem. I've always thought that was a very fascinating discussion about how that arc went. And it went through, I think it was simultaneous. It was one that I know a lot of witches, uh, older, a little bit older than me, about my age, who were very influenced by that. And when I mentioned that idea of going from very much loss of power, black and white, to full color, witch queen, um, they usually say, yeah, but Darren never really liked it. Well, no, he did not. But he did accept it as much as he had to. Um, yeah, I think it's a very fascinating show. I think uh, and cinema in general is very fascinating. And I think Nashville, because you know, you, Nashville is the country, you know, we talk about it, is one of those cities where I think it, people are, are used to the idea of it being not an ordinary city, though it just is in some ways, but being that center of that country music world. You know, you have your, your great halls, you have when we think of Nashville, we tend to think of the, the musical capital. So, now don't you have, do you have something there, um, maybe somewhere else? Do you have something called the Parthenon? Is that in Nashville? Oh, yes, we have. Okay, we let's talk about the that. Parthenon here. Okay. It was built for Nashville. Centennial, I believe. I'd have to check my facts on that. But it's in Centennial Park. It is a replica of the Parthenon in Athens. There is an incredible statue of Athena in there. In fact, a cousin that I, my friend Lucy and I have formed... We picked Athena as our patron because, well, we're in Nashville. Who else are we going to pick? I mean, we have the giant statue of her right here, for heaven's sake. I guess that makes some sense. I mean, that that does make sense, that uh, God follows form. And so we are, um, so that makes sense. And then people... And that's and a Athena very is there. I mean, it is a tourist attraction, okay? You go there, you pay to get in, you stand, and, you know, there are tourists there just, you know, snapping pictures, checking off the list of things you do in Nashville. But at the same time, she's there. Have people done rituals there? It is... I'm not aware of any. It is run not by Metro Parks, but by a private board, and I've looked into what it would take financially to rent the place out, and it's prohibitive. Because I really would have loved to have done something with Pagan Pride Day there, and right now it's not feasible. Oh, I can't imagine one of those places. I've seen uh, rent like five, five figures a lot of times. Yes. Uh, uh, it. I am. It was four figures at least to rent the place, if I recall correctly. 
it was several mm. years ago when we looked into that and we're like no no someone's going to hit the lottery before we can do anything in there and so yeah so if you if you kind of are in nashville and you're a pagan and you hit the lottery we need to do it at Sparthion. so one last thing yeah. I, think, I think this has been a very interesting romp through the uh your history and the history of nashville pagan pride october 2nd check it out um uh, you also do in the virtual circle, which meets tomorrow night. And I can hear, actually, I can hear that thunder in the background. And so, so one last thing is that you've been immortalized as a tarot card. Yes, recently. I have. I have. That, that must be an interesting thing. It is. Uh, it was during the kick starter for Reverend Don Lewis's Infinity Deck, or Infinite Tarot Deck. I want to say Infinity Deck because it has the infinity symbol on the back. And one of the options, one of the options on the Kickstarter was to have your own personal tarot card done. And I decided to do that, and I always come up in a tarot reading as the Queen of Swords, always. So I decided to have him draw me in my favorite hat as the Queen of Swords, and the card is absolutely beautiful. I am totally thrilled with it. I have got the electronic proof, and I cannot wait to get the real card, and I'm going to shuffle it in my deck and read with it, and I can't wait to have it just pop up while I'm reading for someone, and I'm just not going to say anything at all and let them look at me and look at the card and look at me and look at the card. That will be, be very interesting and everything else. And, yeah. uh and so, uh, so there it is. So, anything else we should cover? Or I think I think we've done a really good job today. We've talked to we've talked today with Mary Hawk. We've been talking about pagan pride out in Nashville and the uh, the challenges of it being during the period of COVID, and the desire so desperately to return to normal space and do physical events, which we are hopeful for next year. People, yes, yeah. I know. It, it's not. I know it's not silly, but let's see if we can get this virus under control. I mean, it's beyond my mortal ability to do so, but let's try to do everything we can. Uh, and uh, and the, so there he is. And we've also talked about the virtual circle, which uh, Reverend Mary's been doing so, and uh, pagan uh, and her pet um, prison ministry out there. So. The last question I ask, and it's a very important one for me, is how can we support you in what you're doing? What is it that you could really use uh, support in, and which, what it is that you do? Well, come to Pagan Friday. That's the biggest thing you can do right now. And there you go. And you'll see us tomorrow night in the virtual circle, and we also have rituals put up for Samhain and our upcoming full moon and new moons for October. So please come check us out. 
Excellent. Um, and so there you go. That's what it is. Well, I want to thank thank you for joining me today. I think that it is uh, been a great show. I hope that everybody out and join it, and you'll join us again tomorrow night. Uh, well, we're going to talk more about the, uh, the pagan world, uh, the pagan community, and all those things that are in it. And uh, and we're going to exit with Don the Bard's Maven.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.